Well, it is about to look a lot like Christmas starting next weekend here at Compassion Church. How many of you love Christmas as much as I do? How many of you like Christmas? Come on. Really? Is that all? Come on, you love Christmas. See? That's what I'm saying. Everybody loves Christmas. I want to tell you the future is bright here at Compassion Church. How many of you know that? The future is absolutely bright here. This next year of ministry is going to be nothing but a harvest season for us. I mean, I'm telling you with what we have in store for everybody that is going to participate in Compassion Church next year, it is mind-blowing for me. I'm telling you, we are fixing to enter into a harvest Season. It'll be a harvest of souls. It's going to be great. And with that being said, I read a scripture this week. I'm going to go ahead and share it with you. And then I'm going to go through some of the things that's going to be happening at Compassion in 2019. We're going to get into what God wants us to talk about today. But if you would pull your Bibles out to Exodus chapter 34. We're going old school on you today, right? Exodus 34 verse 10. I want you to listen to this verse. And when I get done, if you feel like clapping, clap, because it's a good verse to, to clap after. Listen to this. And he said, he being God, said, behold, I make a covenant. He was making a covenant with his people, the Israelites. Before all your people, I will do marvels such as have not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation. Listen to this one. And all the people among whom you are, shall see the work of the Lord, for it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. How many of you know that God wants to do something awesome in your life? That's why I'm telling you that the future is absolutely bright and there's nothing but harvest in our future. I want you to pull those slides up just real quick. I want to let you guys know what's coming up over the course of the next year. I want to share a little vision with you and then we're going to get into what God wants to say today. Check this out. December 2018, I need your help. We're going to be having Christmas at Compassion. Right here, I'm telling you, our Christmas services every year are dynamic. And this year, we're having the Grinch show up for Christmas. All of the kids are going to have an absolute blast. We're actually adding two service times this year, one on Sunday at 5 p.m. and then one on Christmas Eve, which is a Monday night at 5 p.m. So what I'm going to need your help in doing, we'll talk more about it next week and the weeks to follow, is I need you to begin to think about who you're going to invite to the Christmas services. This is part of the harvest. Amen? One thing that's not listed on there that I absolutely forgot is in January, the last weekend in January, we're going to be having friends and family day. It's going to be a really fun day right here on the campus. We're going to have a great day in January. That's going to be a day that you can invite all those friends back that may have come to the Christmas services with you and maybe didn't come back after that. You can actually get them back and invite your friends back to Friends and Family Day. And then in March, the moment that we have all been anticipating, it is the grand opening. We will be in our building in the first weekend in March. Somebody give God a big hand clap. And a scream and a shout. We will have hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of guests come in to our church in March of 2019 just because there's going to be a buzz in the community. What's going on? What's going on out there at that church? And we're going to preach the gospel to those people. Amen? And we're going to see a harvest in March of 2019. And we're only three months into the year, people. 
right? The next month is one of the biggest weekends that we will ever have at our church next year. April the 21st, 2019 is Easter at Compassion. And I don't know if y'all have noticed or if you've been here for a couple years, there is a harvest of souls on Easter every year. Hundreds of people come to the knowledge of Christ, so very excited. About that. June 2019, one thing that we're going to be doing as we transition out of this building, look down at the floor, right where you're at, just look down at the floor. Yes, that's a beautiful gym. We are blessed with this gym, and we're going to be able to bless our community with this gym. And we're starting our very own Compassion Sports League in June of 2019. We're hopefully going to have basketball in here, volleyball in here, possibly indoor soccer. We We've worked it out with the high school. We're possibly going to be using the high school field for flag football teams. We're going to really reach out and minister, yes, to our kids and our students in 2019, which takes us to August of 19, which it's our plan and our vision to start our very own Compassion Daycare and Preschool right here in this facility. Yes. 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 So that's going to be good. Business plan already in place on that. Uh, the director has pretty much been chosen. We, we have got a bright future for that daycare going. September 2019, we just come out of September ourselves. This year, we always do something like Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. We don't know if we're going to do that again next year. But whatever we do, again, another harvest of souls. And then one year from this season, we are actually going to be back in Christmas at Compassion again in December 2019 which again is another harvest of souls. Are you excited about what God is going to do in the next year of ministry around here? It's great. It's great. Let me tell you, I just want to use a little scripture with you today because if we're willing and obedient, if we're willing to do whatever it takes to reach lost people, or if we're obedient to God's call on our life to reach lost people, then we shall eat the fruit of the land. Amen? We shall eat the fruit of the land. That's actually Isaiah chapter 119. They'll pull that up for you. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. I don't know about you, but I want to eat the good of the land. Come on, people. I want to eat the good of the land around here. I want God to do something mind-blowing. I want God to go back in Exodus 34 and remind me of verse 10 where he says, For it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. I believe that it is an awesome thing that God is about to do in this community. It's absolutely awesome. So when you talk about how we should be willing and obedient because God wants our gifts, He wants our talents, he, he wants of our time, treasure, and talents. You've heard that before, right? God wants that of us. Some people actually ask the question, how could I possibly offer God something that He needs? Does God need anything? The answer is no. God don't need anything. He owns everything. God don't need anything. The question then becomes, what can I give or offer to God that He wants? Do you want to know what God wants out of your life? He wants your obedience. He wants our willingness. He wants us to be willing and obedient. Why is He so interested in me being willing and obedient? Because He wants the best for me. 
And when we begin to become willing and obedient creatures for Him, we get the best of Him. We get the best from Him. How many of you want the best from God? Thank you. Woo, right? But what God wants from me is to obey Him. And what that benefits is nothing but me. See, when I give God my best, it benefits me. Why? Because His blessings come over me. Why does God desire blessing and obedience and, and, and willingness from me? Why? Because He loves me. He cares for me. He has a plan for me. He has a future for me. But the question you should be asking the preacher today is this. How are we to obey God? How can I obey God? What are the areas that I can obey God in? What, what does it look like? Here, here's how you obey God willingly. You willingly obey God. How many of you has ever had a child unwillingly obey you? Come on, thank you back there, back there in the back row, right? Quit pointing. <laughs> yeah, that guy right over there, right? So, so we as children of God want to willingly obey God and what He has for us in our life. Here's what I like. True giving. True giving begins when the heart is willing. The true giving of your time, of your treasure, of your talents begins when your heart is willing. And I want to tell you, because we're in this capital campaign, we're ending the campaign today. The one series will be done this week. We're starting Stolen next week. We're going to talk about some good stuff next week. It's going to be fire and exciting, okay? But can we talk about this today? Exodus chapter 35. If you'll go back in your Bibles and you'll look at Exodus 35. This is when everything that he spoke of in Exodus chapter 25 actually come to fruition. If you'll remember what we read earlier, we said that God said that he was wanting to make a covenant. What happened is God made a covenant with the Israelites and he said, I'm your God and you're my people. And what happened is what happens to a lot of us. They begin to backslide and they, they, they made this golden calf because Moses didn't come off of the mountain in time and they were scared. They didn't know what happened to Moses and they begin to worship an idol and God was very, very angry with them. And as God was angry with them, he looks at Moses and he says, I'm going to kill every one of them. Now that's pretty harsh, isn't it? That's pretty harsh. But thank God for a Moses that said, please God. He, he began to beg God and he said, don't kill them. And God restored his covenant with the Israelites. It's really awesome to know that when we fail and we mess up, even though God made a covenant with us before, he will renew his covenant with us again. Isn't that awesome? And we find ourselves right here in Exodus chapter 35. Listen to verse 4. Moses spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commanded. This is the thing that God has commanded for the church, for the people of God to do. He said this, Take from among you an offering to the Lord. Listen to what it says. Whoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it as an offering to the Lord. Now we're going to look at three different texts that has willing in it. Now this willing right here in this text in the Hebrew actually means generous. Remember that, okay? This is whoever is of a generous heart. 
I want them to bring it as an offering to the Lord. You know, when you're in seasons like this and you're going to make a commitment or a pledge, here's all that God wants. He wants your willingness and obedience. Here's what God said. He said, if there's anybody that is unwilling, it's okay that they not bring an offering to me. What I want is I want the people who have a generous heart to bring an offering to me. Now, you have to understand something. I hope I'm not boring you. But you have to understand something in this culture and society. They just came out of Egypt. They're just coming out of Egypt. These people don't have a lot. What they have, they stole. Come on, those of you that know your Bible, you know what I'm talking about. They plundered the Egyptians. They literally plundered the Egyptians. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. That's another scripture. I love that scripture. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. They plundered the Egyptians. And now God's saying, hey, that really isn't yours. You got it elsewhere. What I'm desiring from you is anybody of a willing heart, would you come and bring an offering to me? Let's go to the next verse there. Let's skip down to verse 21 and 22. You can go back and read it in context. Listen to what the scripture says in verse 21 and 22. This is where it gets good. Hopefully y'all been listening up to this point. Then everyone came whose heart was stirred. Think about that just for a minute. Everyone came whose heart was stirred and everyone whose spirit was willing. Generous, right? Wrong. That word willing means something different in the Hebrew than the original word that we looked at back in verses 5 and 6. Okay? This specific willing means to incite, to impel, to stir up, to drive, or to force, to do whatever it takes. Isn't it amazing when the Spirit of the living God comes into your life that He begins to stir you in such a way that you have this fire on the inside of you that you get so passionate that you're willing to do whatever it takes for God. Now, that's that type of willingly. That's that willingly to do whatever it takes. That is my passion. God, it don't matter if other people get on board. I personally am going to do whatever it takes to bankrupt hell in this region. Amen? Whatever it takes. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Let's go on here. So his heart was, the hearts were stirred. Everyone whose spirit was willing, that means a little bit different, and they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting. Because you know what they were building in that day? They were building a church building. The tabernacle. Where people could offer sacrifices. Where people could ask for forgiveness. Do you know when we move over to this new building that there will be people that will offer sacrifices? Now, it won't be of goats and bulls and doves and all of that stuff because we have already had the ultimate sacrifice paid for us and laid His life down for us as Jesus Christ. But that living sacrifice will be their very own life. People will give their lives to the Lord in that new building just like they've given their lives to the Lord in this building. Amen? Lives will be changed. Marriages will be changed. Addicts will be delivered. Uh, teenagers will be set on fire for God. Children will learn about Jesus. Come on. 
And they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting, for all its service, and for the holy garments. They came both men and women. Listen, as many as had a willing heart. We're back at generous. See, because what's happening, when, when God begins to stir your heart, you become generous. When God stirs your heart, you become generous. It's funny because I wanted to hold these two little pieces of paper up. My wife is in the room with me today, and she wasn't here the first service, but she's here now and will be here at the next service. And I can hold these up because when we begin to pray about what our contribution would be to this campaign, immediately a number was dropped in my head. Immediately. Actually, let's not say in my head, in my spirit. Immediately there was a number dropped in my spirit. And I'll go ahead and tell you, I wanted to say, get thee behind me, Satan. Right? Because that number was definitely not what I thought that number should be. And so because of the busyness of life and different things, now we've been praying individually and all that kind of stuff and seeking the face of the Lord. This whole month, we have lived every week, almost seven days a week, in this one campaign. We've done events at the church, all that kind of stuff. And last night, we just began to talk and I said, hey, now we've got to get this on paper. What are we going to contribute to the campaign? And we began to sit down and, and she said, uh, uh, well, I said, let me go get a piece of paper and I want to be sure that we're on the same page. I don't want to tell you what God has spoke to me. I want to, for you to see what God spoke to me and for me to see what God spoke to you. And so we get the pieces of paper and immediately I already know. I just wrote it down. Now, I'm not going to share you, with you what I have, but I, these, these are the original pieces of paper that we had. Right? So I'm sitting there and I, I just immediately, on my way to give her her piece of paper, I just wrote my stuff down, you know, and then I folded my stuff up. This is my card. Then she writes what she wants to write down. It's okay to share this, right? So she writes what she wants to write down. I've got a point that I'm going to make behind this. She writes that down and then she makes a statement. She says something like, well, this is what, I, I wrote down what I thought we could give. It's not originally what I felt that, I sh that we should give, but it's what I think we could give. And I said, stop, rip it up, wad it up, whatever I said. I said, just put that into the side. I want you to write down originally what you thought we should give. I, I want what God dropped in your spirit originally. So she writes it down. And now she told me, she said, I wish I would have had a camera or something to catch my eyes, right? Isn't that what you said, sweetheart? I can't see you. You're in camouflage. All right. She dressed me today because she's got camouflage on. So I said, let me open yours first, and then I want you to open mine. And when I opened hers, I about flipped out. Because it was the exact same number that God had spoke to me. Isn't that awesome? And I'll go ahead and look at you. It was as mind-blowing to me as it was to you. So we're sitting there and I'm going, oh my, God, oh my gosh, open yours. Open it. Which was mine. And she opened mine. If I can open it. Because I have to see it. Right? And she opened mine and her jaw dropped. And she said, this is God. And I said, of course it's God. And it'll stretch us. And, and it's something that, man, I just, 
it, you look at it and you go, how? How are we going to do this? But it's what God said. It's one of those things that the Spirit of the Lord stirred on the inside of me and also the Spirit of the Lord stirred on the inside of my wife and the two are now becoming one and we're going to join together and we understand that right now this looks like a sacrifice for our family over and above what we already give but this is only going to be a blessing for our family. Can I address my family just for a minute? This is going to be amazing. God is going to bless us in such a way through this. Kaylee, look at me. Don't be rebellious. Looking all I'm just kidding. God is going to do something in our family that is going to be extravagant because of the faithfulness that we have. I hope that you guys are doing the same thing with your family. That you, the husband, the wife, are on the same page. That you understand that a commitment that is being made is going to build the house of God that when you sow seeds you're not sowing into a local church you're sowing into the kingdom of God amen and what I like is, is the Israelites were generous they were generous they were willing in constructing something that would help everyone in the community lift their eyes to God and God, if there's any reason that we're doing what we're doing here at Compassion Church, it's so that more people can lift their eyes to God. That's why. See, when people get willing and obedient, when we start doing what God wants us to do, miracles take place, don't they? Go now to Exodus chapter 36, 5 and 7. Watch this. This is what happened once all the people's spirit was stirred and the people began to bring the offering to the house of the Lord. Look what it says. It says the people. That's you and I. That was you and I that day. The people bring much more than enough. I hope and I pray that I can stand on this stage and do what's fixing to happen right here in these scriptures. They, they bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded us to do. Unless the Lord builds the house, though that labor, labor in vain. This is a God thing. Amen? It's a God thing. Go on to the next one. Verse 6. So Moses gave a commandment and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the whole camp saying, Listen, can you imagine this being in a church setting in today's culture and society? Let neither man nor woman do any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. Listen to what it says. And the people were restrained from bringing. Some of you's like, now that's a perfect church. Two of you got that little joke. Okay, right? When the preacher gets up in the pulpit and says, we don't need anybody to give anymore. Yeah, you finally got it. Thank you. All right, let's go on to verse 7. For the material, listen to this, they had was sufficient for all the work to be done. It was sufficient for all of the work to be done. Listen, indeed too much. You know what I'm believing for in this church? I'm believing for such a miracle that one day I will have to get up and say, we have too much. We have no debt at this church. We are blessed. We have too much. Now, we still going to take up. I'm talking about for this project, okay? Right? Because as you go forward, you still have different things that you have to, to do and you have different projects. But I'm believing in the name of Jesus. 
by the end of this three-year campaign, even before the end of this three-year campaign, I can say, guys, let's just quit giving. We've given enough. We've got more than enough. We are now out of debt in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Would y'all agree that? Come on. See, the truth is, when we allow God's Spirit to move us to give, we will always have more than enough. We'll always have more than enough. God will never be a debtor to man. Write it down, people. I know I'm not spitting and shouting like I usually do. But God will never be a debtor to man. You can never outgive God. Amen? Never. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? We've got some ushers. They're going to be coming. If the ushers will go ahead and come forward. They're going to be passing out pledge cards. This is what the pledge card looks like. Now, me and my family will be the first. We will be the first to put a commitment. I, I did this in the first service, but I am the first one. This is my commitment right here. You can't see what's written down on it. Take one per family. You don't have to have... There you go, Kaylee. So take one per family... All right, you do not have to have uh, multiple ones per family. I'll tell you how to do these just in a moment. But when we're fully obedient and willing, there will always be an overflow of blessing in this church, and not only in this church, but in our individual lives. My family is the first to give toward this campaign. I'm not asking you to do something that I'm not doing. And honestly, these are moments in church that get a little awkward for some. I'm not feeling awkward up here right now. Here's why. Because I know the opportunity that you guys have. You have an opportunity. Listen to this scripture just real quick as you're getting those distributed. Listen to this. 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 3. Moreover, this was David. David was doing the same thing we're doing today. David was building the new temple. Actually, he was passing it to his son Solomon to build. David would pass away. But here's what he said. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God. Because my heart is for the things of God, I have given to the things of God. Over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my special treasure of gold and silver. Now this right here is you're preparing your thing. I want, I want to preface it with a couple of couple statements. Number one, do not feel pressure to give toward this campaign. I personally believe there shouldn't be anybody in this room that couldn't contribute something to this campaign. But I don't want you to feel pressure. If you're sitting there and go, oh, well, they're all about our money and this and that, don't give. It's okay. Here's why. Because you don't have a generous heart. And that's fine. God just hasn't, hasn't stirred you at that point. Okay? But here's what I want to do. I'm going to walk you through this card. Then i got another scripture. And then I'm going to invite my family to the stage. And we're going to bring that box. And I'm going to put our pledge in that box. Okay? As a family, we're going to do that. And then we're going to encourage all the church to put your pledge. Come up. Or write out your pledge. Come up. Even as a family, if you want husband, wife, if your children are in here with you, they can come up and drop it in one of these boxes. Let me explain this to you. There's one typo. It says, over and above, which this is not the typo, but this is an over and above offering. Let me make something clear. 
If you give toward this campaign and what you do is you say, hey, I give so and such a month right now, I'm just going to split that up and I'm going to give half to the campaign and I'm going to give half to this. Please don't do that. You're not helping the church. You're hurting the church at that point. Because these become designated offerings which will go directly to the building fund. Okay? So this is over and above what you currently give. If you say, man, that's just, I can't. It's okay. We still love you. But if you say, I can, please do. Hopefully you've already prayed. I'm not going to encourage you what to do right now because you've probably already prayed and you know. The topo is beginning December the 1st. What we want to do is today is paper only. When you bring this up, you're not bringing money and dropping it in the box. This is only on paper. We want you to write your commitment down on paper. We're doing it this weekend and next weekend. We won't have a whole sermon next week in about it. We're just going to kind of have a special moment in our service where the people that did not attend church this weekend can respond the way that you're about to respond just here in a moment. On December the 9th, it says December the 1st, on December the 9th, we're going to have a miracle offering. And that, will, that is when you will bring the first portion of your pledge to this church and you will give it in a special offering that Sunday. And we are believing God for crazy miracles. A crazy miracle. Are y'all still with me? Okay, I'm going to keep going. It's all good. Pledge amount. Please put the amount that you would be pledging over the course of the next three years. So if you say, let's just say somebody says, well, we're going to give $1,000 over and above every year. Well, what you would write down in this little spot right here is $3,000. I want to be sure that we're clear on all of that. You say, well, what if I'm not here in three years? Well, let's just act like you're going to be here in three years. Okay? This church is so awesome, you don't want to go anywhere else anyway. You'll be here in three years, right? you got to, listen, you talk about money in church, everybody just kind of locks up on it. Calm down. Loosen up. It's all good. God is still on the throne right? We're still going to have fun in church. So fill that out if you don't mind. And then write to be given weekly, monthly, annually, uh, however you're going to be given your gifts so that we know. Electronically, let me just explain that just for a moment. At the end of the service, Ben will tell you just a, a little bit more about it when he dismisses us. But at the end of the service, I'm going to be out in the lobby in that room. There's a room right off of the lobby. You'll see us sitting over in that room. If you want to set up your reoccurring gift electronically for this, you can. If you need help to do that, you can do it on your own if you want, but if you need help to do that, I myself and a team of finance people will actually be in that room to help you, okay? So if you want to do that. Then there's another one that says one-time gift. I have had several people come up to me and go, man, I don't want to give it over the course of three years. If God's laid something on my heart, can I just give it one time? The answer is yes. Do a one-time gift, write your one-time gift right up here, and then on December the 9th, you will bring your one-time gift. Are we all clear? If you don't mind, please put your name, address, phone Email is most important because I am personally going to be making some phone calls and thanking you for signing up for uh, this, this commitment and this pledge that you're going to be doing that will catapult us into the future. Amen? If you would, Jill, Kaylee, Abby. Kaylee, you can bring the bucket with you. This is my commitment card. This is actually my real commitment card. 
for our family. If you don't know my family, this is Kaylee. This is my oldest daughter. She's in college. She is home now for this special time together and Thanksgiving. Um, so she hates when people touch her. She can't stand it. So this is my youngest daughter, or oldest daughter, Kaylee. She's in college. This is my youngest daughter, Abby, and she's about to turn 16. Amen. And this is my third oldest daughter, Jill, uh, whom we have been together for many years. And, as, and we match. We did this on purpose. God bless you. But we are taking this commitment, and we're going to put it in this box as the first commitment to this campaign in front of our church because we believe in the vision of this church. We believe in what God is going to do in this church in the future. We are committed to this church. We have committed years to this church. We've been here for, actually, it'll be 12 years. Uh, in a couple weeks, we will be here for 12 years. Yep. And with the other leadership of this church and everything, are you okay? With the other leadership of this church, uh, we have committed even years past this to this specific campus because we believe that God is going to do something special in our church. And the reason that I give this gift today, one guy that's not with us this morning is my two-year-old son. He's upstairs in the two-year-old class, reaping havoc, throwing everything on the floor and kicking it. I promise you. But I believe that one day, little River Zane will walk down these aisles and he'll give his life to the Lord because of the ministry that's happening at this church. I believe that my daughters, one of them's already in this point, will leave the house, will move away, live 10 hours away and serve God with all of her heart because of what has happened in this house. also believe because my youngest daughter is in a student program that she'll get on fire for God and live for God for the rest of her days because of what's happened in this house. I believe that there's husbands and wives, brothers and sisters, moms and dads that'll give their life to Christ in this house. We're making a sacrificial commitment because of what we believe in. We're not making a sacrificial commitment so we can sit in some theater seating and chairs so that we can have better sound acoustics in our building, so that we can have nicer lights. We're not giving because of that. We're giving because people's lives need to be changed. That's why we're giving. So today, before you bring your gift, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for giving. Thank you. Some of you, I want to tell you, if you're sitting there with tears in your eyes because you can't give because of financial commitments that you already have, I want to say thank you for being part of this church. I love you just the same. Some of you already know I've talked to a few of you, not a lot, but some of you are fixing to write big checks. And you're making the way. You're paving the way. Thank you. Thank you. Father, today as we pray over this as a family, as a church family, 
God, we just ask that your will be done. God, that an exodus moment would happen for us right here in the New Testament church. That the people's heart will be stirred and they'll become willing to do whatever it takes to see your kingdom furthered here in this community, in this region. God, I thank you for every red cent, every gift, every gift, every seed that is being sowed. We thank you for it today. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys come. Ben is, or stand. You guys go ahead and stand. Ben and him are going to start singing a song. Listen to the words of these songs. If you need a time and a moment to prayer over this, this is a God moment. Here's what I ask. Please do not leave in this moment before Ben dismisses you. Please. This is a God moment. This is a moment where God is speaking to people's hearts. So as they sing this song, I want you to come and I want you to bring your gift. Put it in this bucket. We're in these boxes. I'm putting our family's gift in this here. I'm going to set this at the front of the stage. We have two more stations on each side of the stage. We also have our prayer partners. Maybe you want to come and grab somebody by the hand and you want to pray over that thing before you drop it in the, in, in the bucket. It's fine. Let's just have a moment together. Thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. You guys come.